Local voices, local conversations. NapaBroadcasting.com Thanks for joining us here at NapaBroadcasting.com. I think it's safe to say that for the vast majority of us, we can't wait for this election to be over. Maybe that's why we've all gotten our ballots back so promptly, even with 17 propositions and several local measures to choose from. In any case, the election is still a week away. Registration is up, ballots are pouring in, and Napa County Registrar Recorder John Tudor is here to tell us all about it. John, thanks so much for joining us. I appreciate the opportunity, and I want to let you know people keep saying to me, John, I bet you can't wait until this election is over. And I say, heck no, that's what makes this job fun. I know. For the rest (laughs) of us, though, uh, I think that uh, everybody wants it to be over. But besides that, part of people's exhibiting their desire to end it is that they're pretty quick to get their ballots in. You've got a lot of ballots floating around there. Well, in... And a rough estimate, we've got about 25% of all the ballots we've sent out back. And that's pretty good a week before the election. That's Normally, we we have a huge turnout in the past week, but we got 15 tubs of ballots yesterday, uh, which is a couple of thousand ballots. And if that continues, we're going to be hitting 40 to 50% of all ballots that we sent out back by the time that Saturday at noon on the 5th that we start the first count. So uh, we're going to have a substantial number of ballots back. Let me put that in in perspective. You say that you'll have 40 to 50 percent of ballots that you sent out. How many ballots did you send out? Uh, Approximately 76,960. And given the the response rate, given the percentage of voters that have been voting lately, how many of those do you think ultimately will come back? What percentage? Well, we would hope, and given what's happening so far, uh, Jeff, I'm hoping that we're going to be in the 80% range. Mm -hmm. Um, It would be great. That would be a very high turnout, given the statistics recently in California, very low turnouts. But there's so much interest in this election, believe it or not, that um, we could hit 80 percent, which would bring us in at, uh, you know, 60 some thousand ballots, which would be wonderful. So that you could easily have putting that in in that framework, you could easily have more than half of well, more than half of the ballots in before you start counting. Uh, We could. Let me just try that number a minute here, because. I use 25% of all the ballots we've mailed out. If we estimate that we're going to have an 80% return, uh, then we're going to be, I've got almost 31% of the ballots back already. Right. That's in in our hands, knowing they voted. And And that could be, and that would, you know, that could easily be 40 to 50% of all ballots that will be cast by the time we start our first count on Sunday, the 6th of mm-hmm. November. And it could be even more than that. I mean, now, now, given that number, given that you could have half or more of the total ballots you're going to get back by the time you start counting, how does that compare to other years and other elections, roughly? Well, that's been an interesting trend over the last few years. We had almost exactly 50% of the final ballots back in 2008, and that has dropped off, not just so much in turnout, but that people are waiting longer and longer to return their ballots uh, and waiting until that last weekend to drop them off at our vote-by-mail assistance centers or bring them to 
our drive-through voting centers, which we're going to have four of them this year for the first time. So Monday and Tuesday, the 7th and 8th of November, people will be able to drive their ballots in St. Helena at the college, the Upper Valley College, in American Canyon at the high school, and then, of course, at Crosswalk Community Church and at our downtown office in the alley between uh, 2nd and 1st Streets and Coombs and Brown Street. So we're going to have four uh, drive-through locations, and I'm glad we planned for that because if the turnout's that heavy, we will want to be have as many ways to accommodate voters getting their ballots back as possible. Now, it does seem that, that even unlike the primary, people are getting their ballots back earlier. And so far, that is the case. Uh, it'll depend on how uh, this trend continues during this week. Uh, but I'm expecting that we are going to be in the 40 to 50 percent in that first count at 8.01 p.m. on election night. Mm-hmm. And is there any trend in terms of, or can you even tell where in the county they're coming from or, or anything else at this point? They're pretty much all over. We sort them by supervisorial district first, uh-huh. and they're all about the same. It's not like they're all coming from the first district or the third district or whatever. It seems, and that's pretty much been the trend in, in vote by mail, is that the old distinction between certain people voted early and other people voted late, that seems to have disappeared. We're now 94% vote by mail in Napa County, which is probably the highest percentage of any medium or large county in the state of California. So we are way up there in terms of the people who vote by mail. And there's no reason that people from one demographic would vote early and other demographics would vote late. You and I have talked about this so many times over the years, but it's becoming a national trend. Well, more than 50% of uh, voters in California voted by mail in 2012, and it's, it's even above that now. And, of course, as you know, Washington, Oregon, and Colorado have gone to all vote by mail, and by 2020, California will be all vote by mail. Every voter will get a vote by mail ballot. So it is the trend, uh, at least in the West so far, and uh, it is changing across the country, although some states have much stricter regulations on who can vote by mail. Who can vote by mail and, and also when they can be counted. I'm not sure about that. I haven't tracked that. California has actually expanded when we can mm-hmm. start counting. It used to be a week before the election, and my understanding it's now 10 days before the election. Of course, we're a small county or a medium-sized county, so we don't need to start that early. But you can imagine Los Angeles County with millions and millions of vote-by-mail voters even though they're not as heavily vote-by-mail as we are, they start counting the day they can, and they count around the clock three shifts in multiple locations to get all those ballots counted. And when will you start counting? We'll start at 9 a.m. on Sunday, November 6th, mm-hmm. and we hope to finish by Monday afternoon or early Tuesday. Not early, I meant normal working hours early on Tuesday morning. And those are the, the numbers that you will release at 8.01 on election night, correct? That's correct, yes. What are you hearing? I mean, a lot of people are dropping ballots off there. A lot of people are coming into your office, as is always the case. What do you hear? What do you sense? What's going on out there? Well, I really don't get that. I mean, we accept their ballots, make sure they've signed their envelope, because we check every one of the 60,000 signatures on envelopes against the signature in our database. 
Um, but, you know, we don't get into a lot of chat. We don't let people come in wearing certain candidate buttons or anything. They're not allowed to do that. So we don't get a sense of what's inside those envelopes because they're not allowed to be displaying what their interests are. More than that, though, I mean, are people annoyed? And I, I've heard this from a lot of people that they had 17 propositions to work their way through, that the ballot was a lot longer this time around, etc. I don't think I've heard annoyance. I mean, people seem to be very interested in this election, even though they did get two double-sided big ballot cards. And we've had very little grumbling about anything like that. The voters seem to be motivated and eager to participate in the process, which is the best thing I can possibly think of. Talk a little bit about the signature checking part of this process, which is essentially by hand, by eyesight. Is that something that you could envision being automated in the future? There are machines that do optical character mm. reading of the signature on the envelope and then compare it to the signature in the voter registration database. We've been, they're very expensive machines, and we haven't invested in that. I mean, we hired four or five excellent extra help people from a staffing agency, and they do a wonderful job checking the signatures. As you know, I will not reject a ballot finally or an envelope finally until I've personally reviewed it. And we still end up with 60 or 70 or 80 ballots that we cannot count because we couldn't match the signatures. But no, I don't think for the foreseeable future with 76,000 registered voters and the way the ballots come in, that we would need to invest in that kind of technology mm-hmm. uh, to, to read the signatures. I'm not Now, some of our neighboring counties have those. I think Sonoma County just bought a big hundred-and-some-thousand-dollar machine, and I know, of course, the big counties like Contra Costa, and Alameda, and Santa Clara have to have them because they couldn't find enough people in a warehouse <laughs> to check the signatures. But at the end, it does come down to human eyes, because the ones the machines reject are looked at by human eyes. We just look at all of them. And then, of course, there's the people that forget to sign. Right, and we are still small enough that we're able to call all of those people. And people can check if they have signed or not signed their envelope by going out to the county website, www.countyofnapa.org and then clicking on the election uh, flag logo right in the middle of the home screen, that will take them to their voter information. They can put in their last name and their birth date, and it will tell them if we've got their ballot back and whether it was good or not. We've had a couple of people come in whose signatures were challenged, and we've brought them out the ballot. And uh, in one case, I don't know if it's happened this year, in one case several years ago, the gentleman convinced me that it was his signature and we went ahead and accepted it. Mm-hmm. But those people who don't sign their ballots, we're able to call every one of them if we have a phone number or send them a letter and ask them to come in. We can't send them the ballot back once I have it in its envelope. It stays with me. So they do have to come in. In a couple of cases, I think I've told you I've actually taken a ballot. I had a 97-year-old veteran at the veteran's home who forgot to sign her ballot I took it up to her to have her sign it. Unfortunately, she was out on a field trip that day, (laughs) but we eventually had her ballot uh, handed to her by the ombudsperson there, and it was turned in at our vote-by-mail assistance center, so her vote did count. 
The 76,000 registered voters that we have this year, is that, is that a record? Oh, way a record. So our highest was about 72,500 uh, several years ago. Uh, we had that number when we started this election cycle on September 9th, and we've added 4,400 registered voters since September 9th, which is a 6% increase right there. And that's a lot of registered voters in a short period of time. We just got the last ballots in the mail this morning to our new registered voters who registered in the last week. So they'll be getting their ballots in the next couple of days and still have time to turn it around. One thing that's changed, Jeff, that I wanted to stress is up until a couple of years ago, actually in 2014, it changed. You had to have your ballot in the registrar's hands by 8 p.m. on election night. There was no postmark that counted. Now postmark counts. So if you can get your ballot postmarked before 5 p.m. or whenever the postmark stops at your local post office and get it into their receptacle, you have normally just three days for the post office to get it to us because Friday the 11th of November is Veterans Day this year. It's actually going to extend to Monday the 14th. So we will be receiving correctly postmarked ballots up until Monday the 14th, which means we have to wait a while before we begin the second count so that we can include all of those ballots that do come in in a timely manner. When you say wait a while, explain what you mean by that, because that always well, gets everybody concerned. Well, normally, we'll still be, so we're going to get thousands and thousands of ballots on Saturday, Sunday, Monday, and Tuesday, mm-hmm. both in the mail and dropped off at drive through voting, at vote-by-mail assistance centers, and at polling places. We start processing those right away on Wednesday in terms of signature checking and things. But we won't have all of those until Monday the 14th, so there will be some stragglers that we'll put into that count. I'm hoping to do that count around the 18th of November, uh, because the 11th is a holiday, of course, and then have a second result either Friday the 18th or Monday the 21st of November, which will probably by that time have more than 95% of all the ballots that have been And, of course, everybody will be yelling, why aren't you counting them all along? Haven't we heard that before? Yeah, well, we still don't do that. And with our new uh, ballot tabulation system, uh, it gives us the opportunity to review ballots that the machine itself couldn't tabulate one or more marks on the ballot. And we want to get that process completed uh, before the second count. So even some of those ballots that come in, by Saturday the 5th at noon, we'll need that what's called adjudication, where human eyes look at what the voter did. So if we can determine their intent, we can make sure their ballots cast correctly. Those may or may not make it into the... the not, I'm sure very few of those will make it into the first count, but we are hoping most of those will make it into the second of the 4,400 new registered voters that we have, do you have any breakdown in terms of party affiliation on those? Um, we didn't track that. I mean, I just got, let me see what I can do here. Let's talk about something else while I figure this out. <laughs> but I just got from the Secretary of State our 15-day close. So let me just open that. Ex- okay, explain what the 15-day close is. 
All right. So we have to report all our registered voters to the Secretary of State 15 days before the election and also 60 days before the election. So there's a difference between the um, 60-day close and the 15-day close. So in the 60-day close, it was 72,508. In the 15-day close, it's 76,833. And as I said, we've gotten another 130 registrations that didn't even make it into this that we are going to count. So hold on a minute. I'm just going to open the other one. Sure. And that has a breakdown. That has a party affiliation breakdown and other... It does, yeah. So I can give you those. Just give me one second. All right. And that, and but that, that, that'll be a breakdown for everyone, not for the new registered voters, essentially. No, but you can tell from the difference uh-huh. uh, what it would be. Hold All on right, one okay. second. I'll pull that up. But, so the other thing I wanted to mention while I'm getting that is that uh, we are encouraging uh, voters to, as you know, and your show is going to broadcast early enough to to get their ballots in as early as possible, because a lot of voters really would like to be in that first count, and um, I'm very interested in them being in that first count if that's what they want. So in order to do that, they really should uh, mail their ballot very soon uh, and or bring it by uh, our office anytime between now and Saturday at noon those that are delivered on Saturday, Sunday, Monday, and Tuesday to our vote-by-mail assistance centers and our polling places will be in the second count, but not in the first count. But, th- but as we like to emphasize all the time, they will be counted. Absolutely, and uh, there's nothing done until we're done. So let me just give you an example here. So the total Democratic registration for the... 60-day close was 34,472. Let me just give you that Mm -hmm. as a percentage, and then we can tell if the percentage has changed at all. It may not have. So as a percentage of those ballots, so that was 47% of all Napa County voters Mm -hmm. uh, were registered Democrats. That was on the 60-day close. That's on the 60-day close, so 47.3%. So it was 47.00%. So it hasn't really changed. So there hasn't been a major change in, uh, in those statistics. The one that everybody's been tracking nationally is the no party preference. Right. And they are currently 23.18% of our voters at the 15-day close. And let me see if that's changed. It was 22.3%. So there's been a slight increase in the number of no-party preference voters, but nothing substantial. Right. So it pretty much breaks out along the lines that it already was in terms of the new voters that have registered. That's right. Those 4,400 voters uh, who've registered since September 9th are pretty much in the same category. Well, it's going to be an interesting election night, and we're going to have a lot of ballots in that, uh, a significant percentage of votes in that first tranche, that first set of numbers that come out at 801. And I will, of course, have that number of what the percentage is. I mean, I won't know the final number, but using an 80% turnout as an estimate, which would be wonderful, 
If we beat that, it could be a slightly smaller percentage, but 80% would be about 61,000 ballots cast. So I can give you and, and the rest of the public an estimate of what number we counted on Sunday, Monday, and then released at 8.01 on Tuesday. Mm -hmm. What was our turnout in the primary this year? 55.99, which mm -hmm. was not stellar, but which was in the top 10% of the whole state of California. And, and do you remember or do you know what the turnout was in 2012? Uh, the presidential turnout was in the, I have it here, just, it, it was in the mid-70s. So, yeah, the turnout in the, the, the highest presidential turnout actually was back in 76, believe it or not. But that's because um, there were fewer voters then. Right. That's kind uh, of another era. I mean, anything that goes back beyond 2000, I think, is kind of irrelevant. Well, a little bit, yeah. But in 2012, in the November election, the turnout was not as good as November of 28, I don't think, but let me just look here. Yeah, 20, 2008 should have been very high. Yeah, so in November of 2012, the turnout was 79.45%, oh. so almost 80%. Right. Which, if this is an indication of more interest in this race, we're going to break 80 Coming back to what I said at the beginning, given everybody's attitude that they want this election to be over, they're certainly participating in record numbers. Well, and I'm very pleased about that, given, you know, especially, not, and I don't say this about you, of course, because you are unbiased and very objective media, but <laughs> the whole idea of this, that people are all turned off about this election, seems to be being disproved, which is, I'm very glad to see, because what warms the cockles of a registrar's heart is people voting. That's why we go to all this trouble and spend all this money. Right. Yeah, so we were 84.4% in uh, 2008. And, and I think it could hit that again. I mean, that was a, a big election, and this could probably be comparable. I would hope. And what happens to all these ballots? Are they sitting, I mean, sort of paint a little picture for us before we wrap this up, John, because people are curious. They're sitting in tubs in, in the office. They're locked up. So what happens, is, what happens is they come in tubs. They're then sorted from the tubs into supervisorial district buckets. Then they're sorted by supervisorial district into the actual precincts. We have 167 red boxes with precinct numbers on them, mm -hmm. and the ballots go into those precincts because our new voting system actually counts the ballots by precinct, even though we don't release that information until the final tally, because um, it would make it too hard to report for the interest of the public. And then they're taken by those precincts and done SIG checking, and then the ones that are sick checked and ready to go go into tubs that are then being opened. We're opening them as we speak, um, not taking the ballots out, but at least milling off the top of the envelope, and they're in big trays. And then those trays will be taken into our uh, citizen uh, poll workers at our office beginning Friday morning, the 4th of November at 8 o'clock, and they'll start taking the ballots out of the envelope and preparing them for counting. They'll then go into sealed boxes, which are taken into our counting room. And then we will, beginning Sunday morning, start counting those that we have. Well, it's all very busy down there. And, and how quickly are the signatures checked? How many people does it take and how fast does it go? Well, right now we have about... 
we have about seven people checking signatures, and it goes very rapidly. So each of the ballot envelopes has a barcode on it, which was set with the voter when it went out. They wand that barcode with a light that reads it, just like a Target when you run it across the scanner. That brings up the person's signature right on the screen. So, I mean, literally it's a half a second or a second. They're able to compare them. They then have to do one keystroke to say that it's a good ballot and put it back in the tray to be open. If it's not a good ballot, they say it's challenged, and then it goes into another tray that eventually, if a member of our regular staff can't determine if it's eligible, will come to me for checking. Well, thank you very much for sharing all of this, and I'm sure we'll be talking uh, lots more over the coming week or so. Napa County Registrar Recorder, John Tudor. John, thank you so much. My pleasure. Talk to you soon. Thanks for listening to NapaBroadcasting.com.